guys, welcome back to another episode of my point of view with me, Camila. Hello everybody, long time no talk, no see. Wow, this has been a crazy month for me. I don't know if you've been able to realize I haven't taken this long of a break from the podcast, never. Um, so yeah, so it's nice to be back. It's a bit overwhelming because I forgot how to having a conversation with someone that's being recorded and, and then having to edit it and all that. But wow, how is everybody doing? So I need an intro by myself for anyone that may be new. I'm a 22-year-old college student from Argentina that has this podcast, a lifestyle slash career-based podcast. That's what I like to call it because we talk a little bit of everything, but also we talk a lot of career stuff and how everyone gets to a, speci- to, the spe- to a specific point in life and just to show you that life is easier if you consider things from a different point of view yeah so also we start um every episode or at least i try to start every intro with the question that i ask all of my guests which is how are you really doing so i'm asking that to myself how am i, how am I really doing i'm a bit overwhelmed as i said because I've just finished recording an episode, that's the episode you're listening right now, and I loved it, but it just got me a bit overwhelmed to kind of get back into it, so into it, like, there's no, like, way to get into, get back into podcasting after a break, like, tiptoeing, like, you just have to sit and record for an hour, and it's kind of weird when you just haven't done it in a while, also, my main language is Spanish, and I haven't talked this much English in such a while. So it's been crazy. It's been overwhelming. I have this big weight lift off of me. That is the school weight. Um, because school is done for at least three weeks. I'm going back to school August 8th or August 9th. Let me check. August 9th. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm not excited about that, but at the end of the day, it's my last semester of school, which is very bittersweet. It's very weird to think about. Um, I don't know how to feel about it, how to feel about finishing school. And finals, just for anyone that follows me, I, I took this long of a break, which the last episode I released was at the end of June. And now I'm releasing this episode at the end of July. So it's been kind of like a month break. I think it was three weeks to be exact, but I had to use this time to study for my finals I have three finals one very long and two other ones that weren't that long but I needed the time to sit and study because my midterms did already finish six days before I took my first final and for anyone that doesn't know I mean you have to go back and listen to the USA versus Argentina colleges episodes that I recorded a while back but we basically there with Natalie Barbu compare the differences between the colleges and how it works and like basically these education system work but here my finals are 100% of my grades so to kind of make a long story short the semester starts I have class I go to class I learn something new great I take notes whatever it is that I do and then I have one exam which we call midterms so we have just one exam sometimes it's, it's two it depends on the professor but usually it's just one and that Exam is the grade you have for the class, entirely for that class. So you need that to be a good grade, to be able to pass, to be able to take the final. Because if you don't pass the class, you have to retake the whole class next year. You can retake that test, but you have like just one chance to retake it. Sometimes that one grade is, I don't know, like an essay. Sometimes it's a full-on test. Sometimes it's just an oral presentation about whatever. It depends. But once you get that grade, that doesn't end there. You have the final. And the final completely erases that 
class grade that you have with the, that midterm. Completely. It's 100% of the grade. That's what you show in like your GPA counts and like whatever it is that you look for. If you go to my like college account, you, the, all the grades that you're going to see are the grades that I have taken on my finals. Thank God I haven't failed one final yet and I only have four left. So we are on a good path, I think, to have no finals failed if you have ever failed a final don't feel bad at least it's not 100% of your grade yes <laughs> um no but I wanted to say what I wanted to say with that was that I that brings a lot of like pressure to this time of year or like that time of year the finals time of year which is usually all July and then all of December because it's 100% of your grade and it's again a lot of pressure but I feel like and I think I don't want to like be like happy about it yet because I'm not sure but I think I have taken my last long 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 final on the 19th which was past this past Monday so I think the next finals are gonna be a bit more chill a bit more easy and I'm happy about it so yeah I mean it's been crazy it's been a lot of information in a couple weeks um yes I'm still online school here in Argentina I'm not mad at it I got in very like comfortable with it i really enjoy it it helps me a lot um yeah maybe maybe they're gonna like make us go back i don't know we don't know maybe i'm gonna go back for like one class maybe it's for like my graduation event situation that they do when we finish taking classes i don't know i hope so because i would really like to do that but i'm not sure yet so yeah stop talking about school i am free of school for the next three weeks and yeah everyone is always asking me what I'm gonna do after and I'm just like I don't know what I'm gonna do after I finish school stop asking so I hope you're not asking yourself what I'm gonna do after school because I don't know yet and another exciting update I got my vaccine my first shot of the vaccine uh which if you didn't know here in Argentina we weren't having the availability of vaccines that you have in the states that wasn't an option but now we've gotten better with it uh to give you an example my grandma had the first shot of her vaccine in march and she got the second on july because the availability of vaccines oh my god it's insane and thank god i got my vaccine so that means that my age group has now opened to have then like to be able to get vaccinated um we are in my friend group i think we're all vaccinated with the first dose we are not chanting victory until we have the second dose, though. And even if you have the second dose, keep taking care of yourself. Like, there are new variants, many things going on. I mean, I did a whole presentation about COVID and vaccines for one of my finals. So if you want, I can explain the whole situation to you. But just keep taking care of yourselves. This pandemic is way less than over. Like, it's not over. I know people in the States are acting like it is. But it's not. Even if you're vaccinated, take care of yourselves. This is no joke. Like the pandemic and the virus are no joke. But I'm so happy to be at least a bit back, like a bit more immunized. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I have the antibodies or at least half of the antibodies that I need to have since I didn't ever had any because I haven't had COVID ever. So yeah i'm thankful and i'm thankful that i got the vaccine also remember whichever vaccine you get is the best the best covid vaccine there is is the one you can get 
and that is key like i know a lot of people ask me like which one and i just don't care of saying it i mean i i had the sinopharm the chinese vaccine i'm so happy with it i don't care it's good it has like with the two shots it has like 85 percent of protection or i don't know how you say it but it's good i'm fine like i just don't care like again the best vaccine out there is the one you can get so i'm thankful that i got it and yeah it was a very fun experience to get the vaccine uh but yeah that's kind of all the updates that i have to give uh we are back at it now we are back i'm gonna do since instagram now is not prioritizing photos i'm gonna do more reels more videos also real went viral can someone please explain that <laughs> i took a break and one of my reels went viral and the craziest thing is it's a reel of me singing blackout by in the heights and that's it like i don't get it how can i do this again if i don't get it like i don't get it why it has like five hundred thousand views like it's it's insane i say it and my i have full body chills like how can five hundred thousand accounts saw that video of me singing and i has like i don't know 40k of likes 30k i don't know it's insane i don't get it i don't get it i don't know how to how to like like do it again you know i'm just so mad because i don't get it but i'm still gonna work on reels on instagram more tips and yeah we have a very exciting thing coming like a few episodes coming we can call this season two if you want to i don't know do we want to i don't know but yeah i feel like that's all the updates that i have to give i'm very happy still with my work and with this podcast and how school is going is going I'm just a bit overwhelmed right now because I scheduled some things back to back and it's Friday and this was supposed to be already recorded and finished by Friday, but whatever, we're going to roll with it and everything is going to be okay. Yeah, so now we're going to talk about today's episode. So today's episode is a very, very special one, one that I've been wanting to do for a while. It's with Erica Posanelli. She is she is on instagram she is evolved by erica or in kale.xkale is her user but her name is evolved by erica on instagram and she lives in new york and she teaches breath work and meditation specifically kundalini breath work to help people live their healthier and happiest life ever and she mixes the breath work with the meditation with manifesting with so many things and it has helped me tremendously i cannot explain it i cannot i cannot i cannot explain it i just wow it's just insane it's so good and i recommend it to all of you i'm gonna link some of the igtvs down below i just gotta give a shout out to jen lauren for introducing me to kundalini uh if it wasn't for her and her podcast i wouldn't have found her podcast called there to self-care i wouldn't have found erica and her breath work and how it changed my life and everything i feel like i say this a little bit on the episode but the pandemic helped me and all of us slow down and i realized that i was actually so busy with a lot of stuff because i was actually just kind of pushing down feelings like like really sad ugly feelings that i had about myself and what i thought about myself like i was pushing down very like negative self-suck and very things that i needed to a lot of things that i needed to kind of sit down with myself and reevaluate and this pandemic kind of gave me the time to 
And now 2021, I want to better myself to be the best version of me I can be. Yes. So I'm very excited for this episode with Erica. We talk all about Kundalini Breathwork, how she found it, how it ended up being her full-time career, and all of the like in and outs of it. Like, what is it? What are the mantras? What the mantras mean? Do you need to say the mantras out loud? Do you, can you just say it to yourself? The kriyas, the positions, the, the finger positions, the chakras. I mean so much information on this episode it's such a good episode and i hope this inspires you to start kundalini i mean again it changed my life and i hope you just try it is there only like 10 15 minutes 15 minutes it's just you won't regret it i swear to god you won't regret it but yeah i mean i feel like that's all i have to say for today uh i don't have much to share about anything else i'm just happy and kind of stressed and kind of overwhelmed but still happy so yeah i hope you're all doing great and i'm just gonna shut up and i'm just gonna leave you with the episode hey guys welcome back to another episode of my point of view today i have a very exciting guest hi erica hi Hi, thank you so much for coming on. So do you want to give a little bit of, of an introduction for the people that may not know who you are? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to connect in this way. I am Erica Polsonelli. I live in New York and um, I now teach breathwork, specifically kundalini breathwork and meditation to help people really live their highest life path, their happiest and healthiest life. Yeah, I love that. I I just want to, before we start, I just want to give a shout out to Jen Lauren because she introduced me to you. Uh, so I just want to put it out there that we wouldn't be here without her. So thanks, Jen. I will let her know that this episode is going on. I remember I tried one of your meditations and instantly I talked to her. I was like, you were right. This is so good. And I think that's the really... Um, that's where a lot of my excitement comes from because before teaching and before practicing this type of meditation and breath work, I was not a yogi. I did not practice meditation um, at all. And I think it's such a great entry point for people. It really helps you to get out of your mind into your breath. And I love hearing that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to talk a little bit about meditation, but before I do a segment with every guest called How Are You Really Doing? Um, basically, I just ask the guests how are they really doing to kind of get the conversation started and just talk about like our struggles and non-struggles during the week. So how are you really doing this week? Such a good question. Thank you. I love that you start this way. Um, this week, I... I can't complain. I'm definitely doing well. My morning practice helps me to start fresh every day in a positive mindset, that's for sure. Um, but, you know, recently being completely self-employed and having this experience of, you know, running this, I always like use air quotes when I say business because it feels so much more than that. It's it's my life purpose, my dharma, um, my truth. But, you know, it's it's a lot to learn. And there um, are definitely moments where I'm like, wow, I really don't get a lot of downtime. Let me cut some time out for myself, you know, outside of just my morning practice. Um, so, yeah, just trying to find the balance. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of like reels and TikToks about being like, oh, I quit my nine to five and now I work 24 seven. Like you don't ever find like me that I do freelance. Uh, I just don't find the time to kind of cut because I'm like, okay, I don't have anything to do. I can't work because I, I have the time. And it's like, no, no, no. You need also some time like down, like watch TV, do anything else. But it's hard to kind of be that and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this on Monday. He's like, maybe not maybe I'm gonna do it today <laughs> exactly exactly it is so true it's very yeah. true so now getting into the actual like episode I wanted to start talking about how you got into Kundalini because I I think I heard your story on Jen's podcast and I found it very interesting so how do you got into Kundalini at the beginning so I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, specifically health anxiety. And um, I was just always worried, handing my my power over, um, never feeling like I was in power or control of my health. And it was very stressful. And um, I... I knew that I was at a turning point where something needed to change, something needed to give, I needed help. And I had recently gone plant-based. I, I was getting married and I was trying this new quote-unquote diet, um, not necessarily for marriage but or, or for the wedding to get the wedding dress at all. That wasn't it. It was just more like I'm ready to make like a big life change and I'm ready to try out like plant-based eating. I had a friend who um, really felt like he healed himself through this diet. So – since I had health anxiety, I'm like, wow, I'll have the healthiest diet in the world. And what will I ever have to worry about? So I went plant-based and all of a sudden, and it didn't just evaporate and go away, my anxiety, of course, because that's not how you handle it. Um, and I was led to trying out meditation, a five-minute breathwork meditation of Kundalini. And within the first, I think it was like a three or five-minute meditation. And immediately after, I felt like blissed out to an extent I can't even explain. I felt what um, just felt like pure ecstasy, happiness, peace, um, all of these good feeling emotions and energy just running through me. And I was like, whoa, whatever this is, I'm going to do this every single day because I feel amazing. And then <laughs> I continued to do that every day. And I thought that I was, you know, um, I don't want to say just managing my anxiety because to manage anxiety is a huge task. But I thought that, you know, I was having my anxiety be at bay and I was tackling my mindset and able to be more positive, but it really led to lifelong um, positive changes as well. So that was kind of like the tip of the iceberg. And then it actually opened a door into living a much more abundant, happy life with myself. My relationships with others improved. It was, it was a really powerful shift that I started to see. Yeah, I love that. I love that. When I first did, I remember one of your ITVs. I love the one about, I feel like it's the calm and wind down one because I haven't been sleeping at all. Like, you know, when you sleep, but you don't have quality sleep. So you just yes. like wake up and you're like already tired and you're like, okay, yep. no, that didn't work out. <laughs> that didn't yep. help me at all. Um, so I remember trying one of you, that meditation. And I remember that at one point I kind of started crying, but because I never had, I never have taken like that amount of time for myself and be like, this is me and myself and I just doing this and all of this, like, like positive self-talk that you like 
apply to your meditations i was like wow i'm actually like thanking myself and being grateful for being here and i remember just started crying at the end and it was like so refreshing to end and then i went to sleep and i slept like the best eight hours of my life i i even remember that i wake up and i was like wow i haven't felt this rested in like years so I I'm love so that. Happy to hear that. Yeah, I definitely apply a lot of like mindset coaching into the practice. Um, Kundalini is very, very traditional, and I definitely have my own modern way of spinning um, the practice and just applying. Uh, really, just bringing in all the tools that have helped me into that practice as one. So I'm glad that you felt all those amazing benefits. Yeah, no, because I'm also I'm very I, I have anxiety. I'm a very anxious person, and Similar to health and especially with the pandemic, I feel like everyone has had health anxiety in some capacity because you're always worried and you're always like, well, what's going to happen to me, to the people around me, like what's going on? And so just finding a time to be like, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, like, since you had all this anxiety and stuff, were you as skeptical as first at first to try this meditation or were you like, you know, I'm just here. I'm just going to try it. That's it. Did you try the more like um, traditional Kundalini or did you like kind of do another type of breath work? Because I tried, I tried to do the traditional Kundalini and I was like, uh, I don't like this as much as Erica's <laughs> meditation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I was kind of like, I remember reaching out to my spiritual friend being like, do you think this is a good way to go. Like I had a question, but then my intuition just hit. I didn't even wait for her to respond and I just went for it. So I believe that the practice came to me, found me for a reason so that I can heal myself and help others to heal. Um, I wasn't that skeptical because I've always believed in the power, like the law of attraction. And I feel like I've always believed in the idea that we have so much more power within us than we know. And that's literally what Kundalini is. It's unlocking that yeah. infinite potential energy and tapping into that source energy. So I wasn't very skeptical. Um, and I, based off how I felt, I knew my body wasn't lying to me. I knew that, <laughs> wow, this is real. Um, it yeah. was a little bit more traditional. I feel like everyone brings their own style to it. And yeah, but the breath is really all I needed. I think that was the first time I ever took a conscious breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, do I know how to inhale properly? I'm like, do I do it correctly? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so true. It's it's crazy because, yeah, you if you think about it, we don't ever stop to not even meditate like anything like even waking up and be like 10 minutes in bed like breathing in and out I don't even do that ever and I'm like wow I really need to take some time for myself I I usually just like go to bed turn on the tv and just fell asleep to the tv and it's like no 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 I need some mindfulness here I need to realize I need to breathe I need to like let the day go because that's always what's been the hardest for me just let the day go and be like the next day a new blank page and I feel like your wind down meditation just helps me to like be like okay whatever happened today happened tomorrow is a new day good or bad so yeah I'm just like mixing my own experience with it but yeah I just I just love your story and then I wanted to ask you uh, how did it end up being like your full-time career now because I find it so inspiring that something that helped you so much now is like your full-time job 
Yeah. So this was, um, I felt like a long time coming. I knew there was always something that I wanted to do something. I wanted to help more in some way. And um, I've worked with children for most of my life, but I knew that I wanted to help adults as well. So I shared this with the children that I taught, um, but I knew that I wanted to help adults really be able to clear. Like we don't have to live and hold on to the burdens that we're holding on to. So I started, um, I was able to do this with a full-time job because most of it was virtual online. I recorded in my own time. I posted it online and um, I have subscribers that subscribe and have access to the hundreds of meditations that I put out. And there's literally a meditation for everything. So that was a really good transition. Um, and then there was just more demand for this. And especially with the pandemic, there people are realizing, I think, um, I think the pandemic helped us to awaken to more of our feelings, more of our emotions and start to realize how we've been living. It was kind of like- Because we slowed down, I feel like, sorry, just to cut you off. But I feel like for me, it was like, I slowed down and I was like, wow, I have so many things that I'm not okay with, with myself that I need to kind of check and be like, you know? Get back into a lot of us, self. <laughs> exactly. A lot of us were forced to look within ourselves and we had the time to do it and we had the time to practice and the time to see that if we set this time for ourselves, it would be so beneficial. So it was very organic. Um, it's always, you know, always a process, but I'm grateful to be so busy and helping in the way that I love to help people. Yeah, I love it. And so... I just want to talk a little bit about your business in case anyone is like interested in joining and everything. I think I might be joining soon. Um, I'm a bit scared of the morning calls because they're very early and I'm not a morning person, but I'm trying to become a morning person. So I'm just like, once I wake up at the time that I need to, I probably join. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, just for everyone, what you offer and all of that. So if they want, they can join and I'll link everything on the show notes, of course. Yeah, so Evolve by Erica started as on-demand workouts where you get a login, you log into this portal, and there are different categories. So one category is plant-based recipes that I love and make all the time. There's one that's a breath express, all meditations under 10 minutes that make you feel so elevated and help you shift whatever mood you're in into a higher frequency. Um, a meditation section where if you have like about 15 to 20 minutes, you could go a little bit deeper there. A Kriya section where it's a little bit more movement as meditation leading into a more still breathwork meditation or mantra meditation. And then um, an embody flow part, which is more of like exercise and movement combined with meditation, my own style and approach to yoga and exercise. And then there's one last section that's Kundalini Kids, because I think we know that children are the future of our world and they are so open to receive this. They live at such a high frequency and working with kids and seeing how they really took to this practice and how it's changed their lives and benefited them. Um, I wanted to tap into that as well. And then over the pandemic, I was doing a lot of live meditations and the members started loving the live. So with the membership, I started to add in, we have a manifesting Monday call every Monday. It is typically early in the morning, um, especially during the summer. We do it around 7 a.m., but the replay is always available and we come together as a 
opportunity to start our week and our day in the highest frequency, getting our mindset right and using the power of our breath and mantra and movement to help us energetically become a match for all that we want to bring in. And then anytime there's a full moon or a new moon or a big astrology event, we'll be gathering too as a community. Yeah, I love how you mix it with astrology because I'm still kind of new to it, but I'm kind of getting into it. And I just, I understand when you need to meditate, when you need to like rethink and reset. And I'm like, wow, I really like this. It's all lining up. <laughs> it really does. Uh, and then I wanted to ask you one last question and then we got more into like the Kundalini, like what it is for anyone that doesn't know, but like what are some of the best things that you have achieved while practicing Kundalini? Like some things that you're like so thankful for and I'm like, if without it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have achieved all of this. <laughs> so this is going to sound real, like an hyperbole or an exaggeration, but I promise you it's not like my entire life changed from practicing kundalini and um and like you said before i do couple that with a lot of mindset and um manifesting techniques so all of those combined has helped me achieve every goal that i've set to this day um anything that i've written down in my manifesting journal has come true i think the best thing that i've achieved is being able to find this power within myself so not only can i live the life that i deserve and that i'm meant to live but i could help other people to do the same and just being where i'm at and helping the thousands of people that i'm able to connect to every day i think is my greatest achievement i'm really yeah, here no, to I, help <laughs> It's so fulfilling. I love that. And even just like us connecting right now, me on the other side of the continent and you all the way in New York, me in Argentina, it's like insane. And it's all because you started one day, you were like really anxious and you started a meditation and it's like, wow, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's crazy. But now for anyone that doesn't understand what Kundalini is and it's like, what are these two talking about? What is Kundalini breathwork like easy for anyone that just doesn't get it or doesn't understand? Okay, so kundalini is known to be an energy that lives within all of us, but it comes um, dormant. So we're born and this energy is pretty dormant in our system. And we can use different avenues to awaken this energy. And when we awaken it, we're living our highest potential. So this energy lives and runs through the chakras, aligning the chakra system and helping us to really clear any conditioning we've been under, any traumas from the past, and helps us to be our most authentic self, the person we're meant to be. Confident, healing, um, courageous, going after whatever it is that we set intention for. So there, like I said, there are different ways to go about rising or raising your kundalini, but the practice of kundalini also does that. It's kind of like the express train. And it's a combination of breathwork, meditation, and mantra. And we use those frequencies to elevate our physical and energetic frequency. Yeah, I love that. And now breaking down like what are the mantras and what's like the breathwork and all of that. So there's literally a mantra or a meditation for anything under the sun. So if you want to relax and clear your head, I have a breathwork for you. If you need more energy, I have a breathwork for you. If you need to calm your heart and you're feeling anxious, I have a breathwork for you. If you want to um, send 
healing to a specific organ in your body, there's a Kriya, a movement-based meditation for that. There's literally something for every single thing. And I think that's what really attracted me towards the practice. Because as I said before, having health anxiety, I was very disempowered. Um, and I loved that I can do things to benefit my physical health and my spiritual health. Yeah. And also I feel like physical health and like mental health and anxiety are so connected or at least I always feel my anxiety manifesting in for example stomachache headache or anything like that um and so it's so connected and I love the part of the wind down meditation when you make us like send love to a specific part in our body and we can just choose whatever part I always choose my stomach and my head (laughs) because those are like my two trouble places if you want to call them that um so I love that yes (laughs) yeah it's so powerful And then I wanted to ask the beginning mantra, which I don't remember the name now. What does it mean exactly? Because we always started Kundalini with one mantra specifically. And another question, is it necessary to kind of say it out loud while you're doing the Kundalini or is it just like, okay, here and you say it and all of that? Good question. So every time before we begin a Kundalini practice, we start with the mantra. The mantra is Ong Namo. Guru Dev Namo, which means I bow to the divine wisdom within. So you're calling upon the healer, the guru, the spiritual teacher within you. We have all the answers we need within us. But at times we give our power away, we question ourselves, we compare ourselves. And this is that energy, that intuition we're tapping into. And I think it's very powerful to say it out loud. Um, I feel just by saying that mantra, I feel like I just meditated for 20 minutes after I say it. And obviously that comes with practice where you go deeper and deeper into Mm -hmm. it. Um, But everything's intention. And if you say it to yourself, you're still getting benefits. But I think it's really powerful to carry out that vibrational frequency through the throat chakra, through your voice, because your aura receives that, your physical body receives that. Everything around you will pick up that frequency because everything's energy. So I think there's so much power in saying it out loud. Yeah, no, I love that. And now getting into the chakras, because that is something that I've heard, like that word I've heard it since I was little, because here the joke, if you want to say, is like when you're very stressed, you have like your chakras are on a line or something like that, they say. So I was always like, wow, this is actually real. This is a thing. So what are they and where are each of the chakras in our, in our body? <laughs> so chakras are energy centers in our body. Um, and these energy centers are usually around like major organs. So the first chakra is the root chakra. That's by all like the elimination organs. Um, the sacral chakra is up towards the belly button near the reproductive organs. The solar plexus is up, um, in front of the rib cage near the liver and the pancreas. The heart chakra is obviously right at the heart center, um, and where the lungs are located. The throat chakra is in the throat. The third eye chakra is between the eyebrows and the crown chakra is at the top of the head. And these are just all energy centers that sometimes hold energy from the past. And we need to make sure that they're in alignment and that nothing is getting stuck. Energy could be dense. And when we experience a trauma, um, what a trauma is, it's energy that couldn't fully run through the body because it was so painful to endure. So it can get trapped in one of these centers. So we can use the breath and movement and mantra to help clear and release that. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that it has like a scientific explanation because sometimes I'm very skeptical about things like meditation and stuff because I'm like, okay, but I need an explanation. And for example, the law of, of attraction has one. And so that's why I've been so, so into it. But yeah, I love that. I feel like I've always learned that energy is not like created or destroyed. It just yes. transforms. Isn't that incredible? You know? Yep, it's yeah, it's so true. And so, like, when you think about it, you're like, oh, exactly. <laughs> you exactly. have to release the energy. It all makes sense, right? Yeah, like, my chemistry class just came full circle for me. <laughs> right? It's so true. It's insane. But I then I wanted to ask you, why did you feel, like, why did you mix uh, Kundalini and breath, breath work with, like, manifesting and stuff? Because I started, like, manifesting... I never really could like achieve anything with manifesting like people when they write it down. I don't know. It's never been my thing maybe because I didn't really believe it and I just write it down. And that's it. But manifesting with Kundalini for me has been like mind blowing. Like I actually achieve anything that I want. So why did you thought of uh, mixing them and how is it that with Kundalini works so well? I don't get it. <laughs> really good question. So I feel that I was divinely guided to do that because that's what I needed and that's what others need. And I was meant to share that combination. And you're right. Um, you know, when you go to a traditional Kundalini class, they're not necessarily feeding into that. Um, it's up to you what you want to bring to the, your own practice. But for the most part, it's very um, almost like textbook. Here you go. Do it and take yourself wherever you want. But I felt guided to coach a little bit more throughout meditation. Mm -hmm. So it just felt very organic to me. It felt very natural. And I started to see, I started to manifest things that I I couldn't believe it. Like I would be crying like, wow, this stuff really works. And I, you know, I was trying it out in my own life first. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to share this with everyone and anyone who's willing to listen because we could change their life together. We can yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, no, because I remember I tried it for like four days. And then I got a job that I really, really wanted and I tried to manifest it. And I was like, when I got it, I was, I looked at the the girl that interviewed me. Now we are friends. And I was like, uh, I just manifested this job. I'm like, what happened? And I remember having like a whole like, whoa moment of this is really happening. Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. Yeah. So then I wanted to ask you, um, Why did you decide to start it on Instagram and like on IGTVs and stuff? And like, I know you made it very approachable, all your, all of your IGTVs, but you have like one or two that you can recommend to like beginners and stuff uh, for people to be like, sometimes there are so many that you get like, okay, where do I start? I feel like any of your meditations on, on Instagram are good, but if you can like choose one or two that people can go to. Sure. So um, my Instagram presence definitely grew during the pandemic. I felt like I had almost been preparing to hold space for people. Like when all of this started to go down, I was like, this is it. I've been doing my practice. I've been going so hard and deep within myself because I needed to show up for people and help them through this time. So I started to show up a lot more on Instagram. 
Um, and that's what really guided a lot of that presence on my IGTV is it was really to help people get through the hardest times of our lives as some, you know, something we've never experienced before. Um, so I think for a beginner, I love the Tatva balance meditation. That's one that's up there. And then I also love the one that says, um, this one feels like a big hug. I like that one. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Those are two good ones for beginners. Yeah, yeah. And also, again, I feel like every time I tried a new one, I started crying, but because I felt like unblocking so many like negative emotions that I had pre-pandemic that I never really sat down with. So it was like a very like, it's very therape- therapeutic for me. Like I'm like, wow, I finished. I'm like, wow, I feel like this weight off my shoulders. So amazing. It's like, wow, I really enjoyed it. It is like subconscious therapy because we're tapping into the subconscious through this practice. So it is, in a sense, like, you know, like that therapy, that therapeutic experience. We're releasing so many blocks. And I have taught so many meditations where um, the person I'm teaching starts crying and they're like, I don't even know why I'm crying. I'm like almost crying happy tears. I don't know what's going on. And it's that release that you we hold so much as human beings. You know, we have a lot of feelings and a lot of emotions stored. And this just kind of is like a shower for the soul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I I remember I tried one. I did three different ones and then I stick to one that I really liked and then I keep on changing it depending on my emotions and stuff. But the wind down one is very important for me because yeah. I have the hardest time having a good night of rest. Like I... I remember I was studying for my finals and I just I was just so overwhelmed that I forgot to do it. I just throw myself and I remember sleeping like ten hours and waking up as if I haven't slept at all. And I was like, I really need my meditation right now. <laughs> Even yeah. my friends laughed because I was so skeptical about meditation. Always like I, I've been having anxiety since like I've had anxiety since like I was thirteen, twelve, something like that, and I'm twenty two now. So. People have been recommending me meditation since the first minute I started being an anxious kid. And it has always been like so hard for me to like sit and think about nothing. But I feel like you guiding the meditation helps a lot. And also it's not intimidating because you're just like a normal person on Instagram. I love your music also. I remember I think the Big Hug one has the song that is like the original song is like you're all I need to get by. But this song is like. I'm all I need to get by. And I remember crying. I was like, this is so good. That's by Beautiful Chorus. If anyone wants to just start meditating by listening to beautiful music, oh, Beautiful Chorus is amazing. I highly recommend them. Yeah. And again, I feel like that changed lyric kind of like struck a chord with me. And I was like, I am all I need to get by. And I started crying and I did a meditation. It was a whole situation with me. (laughs) But it just felt so nice when I finished. I was like, wow. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you, um, why did you feel the need to maybe change it from the traditional Kundalini? like or not get into like the traditional and the traditional kundalini like where things on their head and it's like a whole situation so why did you feel like the need to change it i respect the traditional practices so much like you're you're really um strongly recommended to wear all white because that extends your aura your your um you're advised to wear a head covering to cover the crown chakra and um 
And like we said before, there are a lot of traditional practices that, um, you know, maybe I've altered or maybe I've um, just found my own way with, but I kind of, I just felt that um, this is such a powerful practice that so many people need. And what works for me isn't necessarily everything that's in the textbook and the teacher training book. It's just more, I think, approachable. Like I roll out of bed and I get onto my mat and I'm ready to go. And I wanted to help other people just have access, as many people as possible, to make it the easiest way that they could have access to it and see that it's really life-changing. Yeah, I love that because I feel like sometimes even any meditation for me is kind of like intimidating because I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about this. I don't know how to start, how to end, how to begin, how to sit, what to do. So you making it so approachable helps me a lot to kind of feel comfortable in whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to ask you one last thing. I think we said this Um The Kriyas, I think the Kriyas are, if I'm not mistaken, like the positions and like how you sit and all of that. So what is that? Why is that important while doing Kundalini? Because I feel like it's key, but I don't realize that I'm doing it. Yeah. So there's a lot of science that goes into this. Um, it's it's a technology and a yoga of angles and specific degrees and positions. So the way we hold our hands can be generating all different types of energy. For instance, when we bring our thumb tip and first finger together, we're calling upon this higher wisdom. And then when we bring like our ring finger together with our thumb, we're calling upon health. Our pinky finger is all about communication. So There really is meaning and significance to each of the postures based on angles and based on um, the neurons in our brain. So the things we do with our hands communicate with our brain, telling the what um, areas of the brain to be stimulated or relaxed or activated. And the same thing with postures. Yeah, I love that. I'm just looking at my hands like that makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. I love everything. But now one last question and then we move on to the usual end of the episode with some, some rapid fire questions. Um, after all of this that we talked about, for anyone that is maybe still skeptical because I was that a couple years back, what would you recommend or what would, what would you advise them to do to kind of try it out and be like, I, I, I swear this works. <laughs> Would I would say, say like, what do you have to lose by trying? Like hmm. so many people's lives have been changed and elevated through this practice. It's a very ancient practice. Um, and let, try for yourself without, you know, letting anyone else's opinion penetrate your experience. Try for yourself and let me know how you feel. And then from there, try this for a week and let me know the changes you see in your life. Yeah, it's insane. I've done it for like a couple months now and it's it's truly insane. Like I it's insane. <laughs> I have no words. Yep, I know. Yeah. Then wow. now moving on to some rapid rapid fire questions to kind of end up the episode with some kind of like more fun questions about maybe like sillier things. So what's your go-to coffee order slash non-caffeine order in any coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, so I stopped drinking coffee a while ago because caffeine is just too much for me. But I do – I've been drinking a lot of matcha. So I would definitely do a matcha, but light on the matcha with coconut milk. I love that. Wait, I love that. I never – I never like fully loved 
matcha with almond milk because I don't love almond milk, but like coconut milk. That is a good yeah. mix. Yeah, I love really it. Fun. What's the last show you watched and you loved? So I really like watching Gaia, which is um, kind of like the spiritual Netflix. And I love listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza on there. I really love it. Um, but if I was to pick like a human <laughs> mainstream show, um, I liked the show. I'm trying to think of the last show that I watched that I really liked. Um, I love documentaries. So I really enjoyed the Goop documentaries. And mm, yeah. yeah, I like those. I love that. When you think of the word successful, who's the first person that comes to your mind? Someone who's truly happy within um, and who radiates that outside of them. So I believe that, um, you know, sometimes we don't know how people are really feeling and what they're, they're dealing with, but usually when people are really happy with themselves, they're able to spread a lot of light into the world. So I think one person who I, who I really feel Um, embodies that is Melissa Wood Health. She's really yeah. just she she has this happiness within her. She's so grateful and um, so generous and shares so much with everyone. And I think that that's what success is: finding what you truly love to do and sharing it in such an authentic and meaningful way. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, if you could be give a presentation about anything unprepared, what would it be about? Kundalini. <laughs> Um, definitely because I was just saying, I don't feel like I ever have to prepare because it's just a love that I have for this and it's divine and very authentic. Yeah. I love that. Then what's your favorite quote? If you have one. Oh my gosh. So many, but I think something that always resonates in my head that helped me a lot is instead of using all the energy that you use to get in your own way, take power over that energy and use it to help you towards your goals, hyping yourself up, like something like that, like that mantra. Um, because, you know, our energy is ours and we can do whatever we want with it. And a lot of times we let it ride us and we need to ride our energy. So something reminding people of their power and how powerful we are as individuals, I think that would be it. I love that. What's your favorite meal? My favorite meal. Ooh, this is hard. I love salad bowls. Sometimes I'm craving a delicious chopped salad with a veggie burger inside of it or like a green bowl. Um, but I also love vegan pizza because who doesn't love pizza? Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> If it could be one person for one day, who would it be? I think I'd want to be Jim Carrey for a day. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And the last one says, what's a song that never fails to make you dance? A song that never fails to make me dance. I would say Higher Love by Whitney Houston and Kygo. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Such a good uplifting so, song. Yeah, so that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for being here with me. Do you want to shout yourself one last time on socials and where people can find you? Sure. I'm at incale.xcale. And I would love for you to follow along, message me, tell me that you found me through this amazing podcast, and I would love to connect. 
Well, thank you again so much for coming on. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye.